Last week we discussed awareness, which is the first step of the four steps of integrative processing. The first step is awareness, the second step is acceptance, the third step is experience, the fourth step is transformation. This week uh, we'll be going into a detailed discussion of acceptance. But before we do that, let me just summarize what we talked about last week in regard to awareness. There's a few different components of awareness. The first is actually becoming aware of a feeling before you can actually start working with it. And we've, we saw that many times we have powerful feelings, but they become repressed, meaning that we don't really bring them into awareness because of the, the busyness, the intensity of the lives we lead, the focusing outward continually instead of focusing inward. Many times feelings don't even come into our awareness and they get repressed and stored in our subconscious only to accumulate, to affect us in other ways further on down the road when they don't get released properly. That's the pattern that we fall into. We don't release feelings. They keep building and then they keep affecting us in ways that we don't really understand. And we discussed how projection occurs after these feelings get repressed or suppressed, stored into our subconscious, how we then project them onto circumstances or people around us. And we think that the people around us or the circumstances are making us have these feelings, making us have this emotional experience. Whereas in reality, it's really the feelings that are suppressed from previous times that are just coming up in this particular situation or with this particular person. And they're coming up in order to be cleared. But if we don't know how to handle them correctly, we don't allow the clearing to occur and the feelings become resuppressed. That particular suppressed feeling keeps accumulating and builds to an even higher level. And then we experience more difficulty, more emotional kinds of difficulty down the road. Now, we also discussed that one of the most important aims in therapy is the release of suppressed feelings. And there are different approaches to doing this depending on the particular therapy, but it's generally agreed upon in the psychotherapeutic world that releasing suppressed feelings is the major part of therapy. That's what happens. And that most of, most of the reason that we're acting out in so-called neurotic ways, ways that are self-destructive, ways that, you know, we're not, we don't really want to do, but we end up defeating ourselves, acting out, being motivated by feelings instead of realizing that the feelings are just something that has to be cleared instead of being motivated by. And then the, the second level of projection is when we actually attract events to ourselves that correspond to the feelings that are held within. And we attract these events and also these certain kinds of people who act towards us in ways that do have an objective reality. They actually are acting in ways that you could probably consider abusive or hostile or difficult circumstances seem to come to us. We attract all these conditions in order to bring up the feelings that are stored within. See, this is the, 
the kind of emotional karma that we're carrying. In the East, karma is talked about as, as a way of understanding that the experience you're having now is, is the kind of experience that you were responsible for creating in some previous time, and in the, the East talks about a previous existence. But usually when karma is explained, I believe that it's explained in a more or less simplistic way. It's explained as a cause and effect. You've done something to someone, and now that's going to happen to you. But the deeper level of karma, the, a deeper understanding of karma, is that it's your emotional subconscious. It's the emotions that you didn't release in the previous existence. Just like the West has presupposed that all these feelings originated in childhood, I believe that the feelings actually originated in some previous existence. And we bring them into this lifetime. This is what we bring into the life. This is our our karma, our subconscious. So I see the concept of the Western subconscious being the same as the concept of the Eastern karma on an emotional level. So once we realize all that, that the experiences we're having are brought into the present from the past, we're just bringing forward experiences from the past, that enables us to take responsibility for our feelings and our experiences. Realizing that we've attracted the experiences to us in order to bring up the feelings within. So once we move into taking responsibility for our emotions and for our experience, this gives us a, a brand new, it's a 180 degree shift from the old viewpoint of blaming and defending and fighting. We see that we're responsible for what happens to us on an emotional level. So taking responsibility for the feelings and first of all, moving into awareness of the feeling is all part of awareness taking place on the intellectual level. It's just an intellectual realization. We haven't really gotten into the nitty-gritty of the therapy yet. It's just an intellectual realization that the experiences you're having are something that you've brought forward from your past that you've been storing within in the subconscious, and it's now coming out in the circumstances that you're experiencing now. So, the second step is now to move into acceptance of the feelings. And why acceptance? Well, we discussed last time also that the way that we clear these feelings is through the experience of them. There's something about the feeling nature that means that feelings have to be experienced in order to be cleared, and that a feeling becomes suppressed because in the past it was never experienced. It's not so much that the feeling was never expressed properly, or that it needs to be expressed now. And this is an important point that I think really needs a lot of clarification, because there's so much emphasis on simply the, I would, I would say almost the blind expression of feelings as the, as the answer to suppression. 
And I don't believe this is correct. I believe that just blindly expressing feelings, in other words, just verbalizing feelings out into the open, out to towards the people who are around you, is not necessarily, and is most times not, a release of the feelings. Suppressing the feeling and expressing the feeling are just two different poles, two different poles of the way a feeling cannot be released. The way a feeling has to be released is through experience. And experience may or may not include some kind of expression into the world or to a partner or to a person that's close to you. But the important thing is the experience of the feeling, of having the experience of the feeling. And that's the way we work with this system of therapy. We move into an experience of the feeling. And if you're doing it on your own, you can either sit quietly by yourself at certain times during the day, allow your feelings to come up in such a way that you're experiencing them. If you're working with a therapist, the therapist has many tools, especially one who is familiar with this system that I've written about and that I, that I do in the work that I do with clients. The therapist, the energy of the therapist, enables you to go deeper into your feelings and gives you the, the feeling of support and safety to enable you to do this in a controlled way. And usually, at these times when you may want to work with the therapist, you can go deeper with the energy of the therapist. That's what the therapist does, basically. It's that supportive energy that enables you, gives you the confidence to go into yourself and gives you access to the feelings. And then when the feelings come up, you can move into an experience of them. And moving into an experience uh, involves using certain tools that enable you to do that by separating yourself from them, using witnessing techniques, moving into a identification with the higher self, shifting out of the lower self. But before you can do that, you need to move into acceptance of the feelings. And that's what we'll discuss on this show today. Acceptance is an action of the mind. The mind is where we store our conditioned kind of... the patterns, the conditioning, the ways that we react to things. We react in certain predetermined patterns of our own. For example, we have control patterns or we have blame patterns. These are all patterns of avoidance, basically. They're all conditioned patterns of avoidance. And what we're avoiding is the experience of our feelings. And we recognize that on the subconscious level, but our conscious mind sometimes doesn't recognize that we're indulging in all these patterns of avoidance in order to simply avoid the experience of the feeling. So what's necessary in this second step is to move into acceptance. More specifically, to move into self-acceptance, because accepting your emotional self, which is what we're talking about, is a very important part of you. Your emotions are a very important part of you. So if you're accepting your emotional self, you're self-accepting. Conversely, if you're not accepting your emotions, you're self-rejecting. And these are the definitions that I use for self-acceptance and self-rejection. Self-acceptance means opening to yourself on the emotional level. Self-rejection means closing to yourself 
on the emotional level. And these are actions of the mind. The mind is the gate, the gate that opens or closes, enables you to go more deeply into your feeling self or not. So what are the what are the ways that the mind opens or closes? How are we self-rejecting or self-accepting? Whenever we're moving out of the present, out of the sense of being in the moment, that entails turning away from our feeling self, because feelings are always in the moment and feelings are part of the body, whereas self-acceptance and self-rejection are part of the mind. And the mind is always either in the future or in the past. So as long as we're in the mind, we're trapped in time, we're looking forward to the future, we're looking back to the past, we're not really in the moment. And the way the mind works is that we fall into these mechanisms, such as uh, the most common one is blame. Blame takes you right into the mind, takes you right out of the present experience because you're looking somewhere else. You're, looking, you're not looking at yourself anymore. You're looking to or at someone or something outside yourself with the assumption that they're responsible for your experience. And the further assumption is that if they were to change their behavior, then your experience would change. So what happens is you try to change someone else or something else around you. You become motivated by the feeling in order to avoid the feeling, you become motivated to make these changes in your environment. Now, making changes in your environment is necessary at certain important times, but what happens is that we become compulsive about changing and controlling our environment. And this compulsiveness is what we're talking about now, and this is what needs to be eliminated. So whenever you're blaming someone outside yourself, you're self-rejecting. You're pushing away your feelings. Whenever you're arguing with someone, whenever you're acting in such a way as expressing feelings in an argumentative way, in a defensive way, even if you're expressing your anger and you think that you're getting it off your chest, you're really just driving the feelings that are behind that anger and large parts of the anger itself further into your subconscious. Other ways that we maintain self-rejection on the emotional level. I just mentioned living in the future, always looking forward to being happy when we achieve something at some point in the future. And this is so common in our society and it's, it's encouraged to always want something, to be working towards something. And along with that, we just make the assumption that we're not going to be happy until we've reach that goal till we've gotten to that place. Now, of course, it is important to have goals. It is important to work towards things. We have to survive. But it's the compulsive attachment to goals, to the future attainment, to being happy in the future. That's what we're talking about here. It's always living in the future. It's never living in the moment. And it's that living in the future that enables you to avoid facing the feelings. That's why we fall into it so easily. Because we want to avoid the feelings that are within the negative feelings that are within. And then we have all the addictions. 
We have relationship addictions, substance addictions, TV addictions, workaholism. All these things that we become addicted to give us a way to avoid being with ourselves. What actually happens in addiction is that we gain energy from the object of our addiction, either from uh, internal reserves or from the outside object. And this energy enables us to continue maintaining the blocks that we have to our feelings. See, that's what blocking is all about. We block the feelings from entering our consciousness. And blocking the feelings pushes them into the subconscious. And blocking the feelings requires energy. And we get energy from all these addictions that we, that we keep pursuing. So what happens is if you drop an addiction, if you try to make a change in your life, if you recognize that you have an addiction, and you try to cease the addiction, the feelings that are right behind the addiction and that the addiction are continuing to suppress, those feelings, since the addiction energy is no longer there to keep the feelings suppressed, those feelings start coming up into your consciousness and you become very very upset, very anxious, very fearful. You start getting very disturbed because these feelings are too much, because they're no longer being covered over by the addictive suppressing mechanism. So what we do in our work is try to clear the feelings before we take major steps to just drop the addictive behavior. We go to the feelings directly, we clear the feelings directly, by becoming aware of them, taking responsibility, accepting them, moving into experience of them in a controlled way, and clearing the feelings directly. And then that enables us to be able to drop the addiction. In fact, the addiction just drops naturally. Because what we're doing is working on the feelings, clearing the feelings that the addiction keeps suppressed. Now, this kind of work of clearing feelings doesn't happen overnight, although you can have a major catharsis uh, overnight, and you can experience some dramatic changes very quickly. But it's important to realize that we've, most of us, in fact, I would say all of us, we all have these huge reservoirs of suppressed feeling, negative feeling, in our subconscious. And in order to clear this energy, it does take a period of time, and that's why learning the approach is important. Because feelings may come up this week for you, and then they may not come up for a few more months. We know we go through these different cycles, different periods of feeling great, feeling not so great. So if you know the approach, if you have an approach that you can use, whenever the feelings come up, you just sit quietly, you go through the steps of processing, you work with the feelings, and you release the feelings. And that's basically what, you know, an important part of what life is all about. Life brings us these feelings with the events that we experience. We have certain experiences in order to bring up the feelings. And then when the feelings come up, if we know how to handle them correctly, we can allow the release of the feelings to occur. So we don't have to push into the subconscious. You know, we don't have to go to therapy and push into the subconscious 
All we have to do is work with the feelings that we're experiencing today in our life and realize that these feelings are the very same feelings that we suppressed some time in the past, probably extending into some kind of previous existence. You don't have to push back into to the past to see what the feeling was then. It's the same feeling you're having now. All you have to do is work with the feeling now, release the feeling now, and going back into the past is not necessarily and certainly not, not required to release the feeling. The system that we're talking about is a present-centered therapy. It works in the present with the feelings that you have now, with the understanding that these feelings that you're having now are the same ones that you were having at some previous time that were suppressed at that time. So moving into acceptance of the feelings, accepting the feelings, knowing that you have to experience the feelings in the controlled and safe way that we'll discuss next week means you're moving into self-acceptance. You're accepting yourself. And as you accept yourself on an emotional level, this is one of the most powerful ways to build feelings of self-love. We hear a lot about self-love, and it's something we try to induce in ourselves willfully. It's very hard to, to willfully bring about that feeling. But we can grow emotionally into a feeling of self-love by first opening to self-acceptance of ourselves on the emotional level. Now this means accepting these feelings that we're experiencing, no longer resisting them, no longer pushing them away, and it's the feelings like anger, depression, fearfulness, jealousy. See, all these feelings are happening within us, but we do things to push them away. We blame people. We resist the feeling. We don't even know that it's good to experience the feeling. We have to experience all our feelings especially the negative ones. And as you experience them, there is an end to it. They do get released. What you're doing is releasing the feelings that have been stored. As you realize this more and more, and you become less fearful about entering into your negative feelings, about opening to, less fearful about opening to the fear, less fearful about opening to the anger, to the jealousy. That's when you begin the process of transformation. It's the opening to the feelings, the opening to yourself. That's what brings real self-growth. So next week we'll go more specifically into techniques of experience, how to use witnessing, breathwork, tools of the East to help us open to those feelings in a safe way so that they can become released. <laughs>